The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters. Good day. You are listening to Ability Radio, brought to you by the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands. I am Amelia Hedy Lamont, one of your hosts, and today I am joined by DRCVI's newest executive director, Angus Drago. Good day, Angus Drago. Good day, Amelia. Happy How are to you? see you. I am doing great. <laughs> well, we, uh, in a previous show, had the uh, benefit of talking to the new executive director of the National Disability Rights Network. Her name is Magdalena Saggio, and we thought it would be good for our community to know what is the Disability Rights Center of the Virgin Islands? Oh, it's a great question. Uh, we are similar to the national organization. We are a protection advocacy agency. Uh, we provide legal rights for people with disabilities, ensuring that their rights are protected, that there's no abuse, uh, neglect, or any violation of their rights. We also provide support for families with uh, individuals or children with disabilities through our parent support centers, both here and in St. Thomas. Excellent. Uh, we're also part of, like I said, the network, National Disability Rights Network. And we are part of the 57, I think, right. 57 of us. Yeah, right, that's right. Throughout the U.S. and the territories. Now, the protection and advocacy, if you might hear us sometimes say uh -huh. PNA, that's what it yeah. stands for. It began, ooh, I'd say in the late 60s, and this mm -hmm. came as a result of a scandal in Staten Island at a facility that housed persons with yes. um, developmental disabilities. Yes. And at the time, Congress said, no, this is not correct, because people were in, treated in such a inhumane yeah. way. Children and young adults were, um, you know, food was thrown at them. They weren't cleaned. They didn't have any kind of um, support or training or they were not treated as human beings. So Congress decided in its infinite wisdom at the time <laughs> to create a system. And that's what the protection and advocacy system is. And it's been in existence now for, for several, several years. Yeah. Um, and, and for those that, that want to go back to to, the, to that point, that turning point. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was Geraldo Rivera. Right. So you could basically go and research that and see how people with disabilities were treated. Right. And really, in a in really inhumane right. Uh, way. Right. What is the um, data? Do we have any sense of generally how many people are we talking about when we talk about disabilities? Well, if you think about people with disabilities, um, in the studio talking to you, and I have my glasses on, Without that, I wouldn't be able to function, go out to drive. I could see mm -hmm. at a certain distance. That's a disability. So when you start to talk about numbers, you're talking about quite a few people. Right. Uh, the last census in 2010 had right. some data, but we've not seen anything for the Virgin Islands right. for, from the 2020 census. Right. Uh, we've been searching the website, looking for things. Uh, the government has, on their own, taking up the mantle of trying to determine how many of the employees are people with disabilities. And that uh, the verdict on that is still out. Okay, so they're so still gathering information. We work with the ADA coordinator mm -hmm. to find out where they are in the process, but they're still 
Okay. Gathering so some of that data. When we say the ADA coordinator, we mean the Americans the American with Disabilities, Disabilities Act coordinator, Act who coordinator. is uh, Julian, Julian Henley. Julian Henley, yes. So back in 2010, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the, the figures were roughly 9.8% of the total population yes. self-identified as being yeah. a person with a disability. And when we say a disability, we mean an individual who is, um, uh, what, limited in some substantial Absolutely. way. Yes. It, doing any kind of gainful activity, activity yes. such as walking, walking. reading, um, going to the bathroom, listening, listening. that's right, speaking. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so it has a very broad application, very, very, very broad very, application. Very broad. The other thing we like to mention is it's a group that you can join at any moment, right? You're one step away, I always say to everybody. Right. Right, and as as sadly the in, um, the situation with the um, pro football player yes. learned, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, that's not to say he won't come out of this, right? But, it's, but yeah, but that's that's really yeah. and, and and in the VI, you know, there's a lot of stigma attached to disability, and it shouldn't be that way. Uh, part of our goal mm -hmm. and, and and mine personally mm -hmm. is to help remove that stigma. You know, what do um, we mean by stigma? Well, when you talk about uh, people with disability, we should treat them as, I don't want to use the word regular, but yeah. as somebody without a disability. So when you look at them, you're not seeing that disability. You see the person. You see the person. Right. So with me, wearing, and, and this is where we need to get, wearing my glasses, somebody's looking at me, they're not thinking about disability at all. And that's where we need to head. Right, right. Right. Yeah. No, that, that's fair. Stigma also comes up with regard to um, mental health services. Mental health services as well. because right. And that's a big one for us. Because, you know, the governor has declared um, the Virgin Islands and a mental health emergency for the Virgin Islands. Mm -hmm. And that was in his first term. And I think that still stands. So that's a big part of it. Because when you, when you, when you go to the doctor, you're not just going for the other parts, everything below your neck. Right, right. <laughs> you know, this, your head is involved too. And that's a really important piece because uh, in our society, there's that stigma associated with it. And what you find is not because you have a mental illness, you cannot be gainfully employed or be a very contributing, uh, a very important person in the community. That's just another part of your body. Right. That right. has a disability, and that's all that is. And I think part of the learning curve is that there are a number of people who have arguably a mental illness yeah. who have been incredibly productive. Very much so. Um, such as Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, there are a variety of people. Yeah. And in fact, in one year, we had um, a display of persons with disabilities mm -hmm. who, you know, are supremely talented. Frida Kahlo, for example, yeah. um, is one. Um Trying to remember, I think there was a runner, Wilma Rudolph, I believe. Yeah. There know. are many people. I mean, Usain I could, Bolt. Yeah. Uh, my, my. Uh, the runner. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Know. <laughs> yeah, I know. My uh, mom's ex husband, mm -hmm. uh, Blinky, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Sylvester Marketers, he had a, a, a visual disability. Okay. okay. Amazing saxophonist. You know, so yeah. so yeah. there are a lot of people locally. Our ADA coordinator, Julian Henley. He, Phenomenal. He, he uses a wheelchair. Yeah. Yep. 
No, and he's done phenomenal and work. And he's done phenomenal work. Right. And advancing the rights of individuals, providing access, which is a big thing. Right. Uh, for people with disabilities. Well, one of the things I want to, uh, or we want to impress upon the audience is how important it is to create an inclusive community, right? Yes. And there are certain advantages that the overall community has benefited from through the um, disability Disab community, such as? Hey, closed caption. That's right. the first thing that comes to mind. Right. You're watching this movie and you're trying to figure out what what, what did, did they, they say? say? <laughs> right. So you can read so now. You can read now. Right. And all of that originated because of creating right. different means of of having uh, or, or including people with disability right. as right. part of the overall community. And so we use closed captioning a lot. We use, yes, we do. We do. And, and yeah. we have to because we want to be inclusive with everything that we are doing. Right. Right. So we want to we want to take advantage of all of that. What give me uh, some other another, examples? Uh, yeah. Another example is remote remote work. Right. Especially during the pandemic. Right. We as an organization, we we had to become very nimble. Mm -hmm. Some folks had to work from home. Mm -hmm. And you know the Caribbean as it is, people want to come to your office to tell you their story as right. to what's happening. Right. That was something new for folks. People right. had to go on Zoom to right. get some of the training that we offered. Right. But it also ushered some new ways of looking at things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have uh, what's called our employer round table where we connect people with disability and other job seekers with employers, mm -hmm. not just in the private sector, but in the public sector as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. So it it, 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 it it has evolved and, and it has produce some really important pieces in the community. Well, you're mentioning remote work because initially it was viewed as a way of hiring persons with disabilities who may have had a hardship or not inclined to not work in, to an, work in, an, in an office setting. Yes. And now I think, well, <laughs> more employers are more, what, uh, amenable but, yes. to remote learning. To remote work. Um, yeah. Ramps, that's another yeah, thing. that's right? another, I mean, that's... <laughs> That that's the part of the access that we mentioned a little earlier on. And if you look, let's just talk about locally. Mm -hmm. And you look at our towns, Frederickstead, Christiansted. Mm -hmm. If you're visually impaired, it's very hard for you right. because some of the cobblestones, um, some of the areas that have uh, uh, bricks mm -hmm. are missing. Right. I took a tour in Frederickstead, and, and I only did two streets. Waterfront and the next street. Mm -hmm. And I passed on that information to the AD coordinator. Mm -hmm. It's very, very hard to traverse right. as somebody with this. And they, they repaired the roads. They didn't repair the sidewalks. Mm -hmm. We have a potential problem as well with um, some of our utility poles being in the middle of the sidewalks. Right. <laughs> so if you, you know, I have seen people in their wheelchairs on the road, which is very dangerous. Because, you know, you should right. be on the sidewalk. And um, I remember years ago when my son was, an, you know, I have an autistic child. Mm -hmm. and, uh, I was pushing him through Christian's dead tongue with a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. And, man, I understood how difficult that was. Right. Because we couldn't navigate the cobblestones. I had to take the wheelchair up and carry him in one hand and the wheelchair and, and the um, stroller in the other hand. Wow. And that has not changed. No, no. That and your and your your son is now <laughs> he is beyond years carrying old. age. <laughs> he is twenty yeah. years old. Wow. Yeah. So so that access and, and it's not just accessing those 
um, public spaces. Uh, you need access for people to get into their homes. You need access for people to get into buildings for employment or for services. Right. And that's both the private sector and the government sector. Right. So it's, it's, an, it's an overall way that we need to look at um, what's affecting us in the community. Right. And those things should be just pretty standard, like right. I said, right. like my glasses is. Right. So we don't even have to have a discussion about that. Right. So when you put a new building down, <laughs> you need to provide the access. Right. Right. You know, no, uh, yeah, no point well taken. Point well taken. Um, every year, I know that the Disability Rights Center mm -hmm. um, conducts a survey. Yes, and I'm curious as to what did you learn from last year's survey from the community? Because we go around and you ask people, what are some things you'd like the Disability Rights Center to, to do? do? Yeah, what and, what did you learn? And what we learned that the mental health was the biggest challenge for people in the community, mm -hmm. both the people who are receiving services and families of the people who are receiving services. And um, I think that accounted for about 89% mm. of what the community would like to see happen mm -hmm. or change mm -hmm. for people with disabilities. Okay. Uh, the next big thing was to provide assistance to people with disability so that they could advocate for themselves. Because a lot of people with disability want to do things for themselves. Absolutely. Right. And they can. Mm -hmm. And some of them just need that access. Some of them just need assistive technology, whether it's a walking stick or glasses like me. Mm -hmm. Or uh, training. Or training. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. That's right. a key thing, especially in the employment side of things. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it's doable. And this is what sometimes annoys me a little bit. Mm -hmm. Because these are things that are doable. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So those are some key key figures that yeah. um, you know, we're amenable to and it's not like the, you know, organization hasn't attempted to address them. Yes. What are some things that uh the Disability Rights Center had done done in the area of mental health advocacy? Well, for us, the 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 biggest thing I think, many years ago, we we formed a coalition with um NAMI, National Alliance on Alliance Mental, on mental Ill Illness. Illness. Uh -huh. Um, both the St. Croix St. Thomas chapters, right. uh, Developmental Disabilities Council, mm -hmm. and we put together a case, and mm -hmm. we did win that case. Mm -hmm. But as of today, the key component of that case is to get a uh, 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 comprehensive right. uh, case management system put in place right. so that if you see somebody with a mental illness or, or if somebody has a mental illness, they can go advocate for themselves they have the providers that they can get in. They are being monitored. Make sure that if they have to get meds or whatever it is, if they need uh, assistance for employment, if they need assistance for housing, which is important, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that's one of the key things right. with, with people with mental illness is to be able to say, let us find somewhere where, where you can get shelter first. Right. Let you get situated, get your life back together, get your, you know, get your legs under you. Right. Uh, and those are the key things uh, for for us, for, for me, mm -hmm. and for our organization to make sure that we have a comprehensive plan right. that right. encompasses all segments of mental illness, not so, just one. <laughs> and, and the plan exists. Yes, it's it a does. matter of implementing the exactly. plan. Exactly. This is what I said. Right. We've not been able, we've won the case. Right. There's a plan that was developed. It has just not 
been implemented. Mm. Now, we've had the hurricanes that affected some of the stages of that implementation, and then they were... I'm not yeah, buying well, that. Well, 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 listen for one second. Okay. All, all, all I'm right. saying is that <laughs> we had... There was a committee that was put in place, an okay. implementation committee, and they started doing some work. Mm -hmm. And it should have continued. I don't see how the hurricane should have stopped that. Right. But... You know, with everything else that has happened with us. Right. And that's another thing. Again, we're talking about individuals with disability. That gets put on a back burner. And that's the reason why I wanted to say mm -hmm. that's one of the other things that gets put back. I'm sure if it was something else, it would have mm -hmm. been in the forefront of things to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, you know... <laughs> Well, we won't go down there. No, we let me won't go let down. me stay out of trouble here. <laughs> um, I know the organization was also very interested in airline access. Yes, and um, your office provided a beautiful brochure called oh, yeah. "Access for All: Traveler Rights and Airline Contacts." And that started with with you many years ago. Oh boy, still continues. Yes, it still continues. And and I remember speaking to one of the engineers or, or the chief engineer, I think, mm -hmm. at. Um, uh, Port Authority. Port Authority. Mm -hmm. And he was saying, yeah, that's part of our plan to get jet bridges in place. You know, I mean, there have been so many incidences of people being left on the airline, not right. being able to get down those stairs. And we right. call ourselves a tourist destination. I know. Right. right. You know, the, the same thing happens with, with the taxis as well. Yeah. I mean, I've literally seen people being shoved into taxis. Wow. When you should, if you are going to provide that service, you should, under ADA, mm -hmm. provide access to, to, to get into a taxi. Right, right. Whether it's a lift or whatever you're using. Right. Um, so we have a, a ways to go with a lot of those things. And they need to happen and they need to happen now, especially now with the, yeah, with, with the jet bridges. Right. The, both airports are making improvements. Correct. So now is the perfect time to do those things. Correct. Do so we know where we, we are? You can, in fact, your brochure yeah. lists telephone numbers for each of the airlines that provide services here in right. the Virgin Islands. Yes. Um, where you can, you know, make your requests or, you know, for yeah. more accessible right. because, travel. Yeah, because if you're traveling, you should call the airline and make sure that they have, uh, they, they, they provide access for you. Whether it's uh, uh, if you need a wheelchair or you need assistance getting up to the aircraft. Uh, I know uh, many years ago they used to have sort of like a, a little ramp. Yeah. I don't see that anymore. It, uh, the hurricane <laughs> messed it up. It was a, a ramp, a, a yeah. switchback. Yes. That um, Jet, was it JetBlue? JetBlue used have been Jet a Blue. lot. Yeah. yeah. And that was very it's helpful wonderful. to a lot of people. Yeah. And it's not just people in wheelchairs everybody yeah. is everybody yeah because i have any issues and i would prefer not to go up those stairs right you right. know so so that's 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 key for us this year as yeah. one of the things that we want to see happen okay um, again it's win-win you know yep when when the disability community wins everybody everybody wins. wins everybody wins um we also do work with parents Parents of children yes. with disabilities. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, we have some funding through the Department of Education. Mm -hmm. And we have what is called parent centers. And within those parent centers, we provide um, training 
and outreach services mm -hmm. to parents with um, children with disabilities, uh, IEPs. Which is? Which is individuals. <laughs> education plan. plans. Every child yeah. has one. Every child has one. Right. Uh, uh, if you are a child with a disability. The reason I'm laughing is I always try to mm -hmm. say, the, say the words mm -hmm. out before the acronyms. Right. And I, I forgot you. this time. <laughs> Um, and, and that plan really, uh, it's, it, it's set up where the kids with disabilities must get special instructions. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's a plan set and there's, it's measurable. Right. Uh, you have intervals where you have meetings with the parents and the teachers and so forth. Uh, so for us, we provide assistance to parents, any parent who would want us to be part of this meeting to make sure that their rights are, mm -hmm. are not being violated. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. provide that service. The, the 401 plan, the, the, the 504 plan, which mm -hmm. is similar, mm -hmm. and it's on a different act, is more of for accommodations, right. uh, not necessarily specialized instructions. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that that child gets that accommodation, you track the progress to mm -hmm. make sure that they're succeeding in their educational endeavors. Right. So that's, that's, that's the difference. There. Right. And it's so important. I mean, another thing that you had made mention of before the show was the whole notion of transition. Yes. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes. That's also involved, not just on the path with the, the parent teacher training grant that we have, but also vocational rehab. And I mean, I can speak personally because mm -hmm. I have a sister with a disability mm -hmm. and she's just at home. Mm. Right. She got out of school and that's it. Yeah. And, and that she's 40 something years old. Wow. She yeah. can talk. Mm -hmm. She can walk. Mm -hmm. She can use her hands. Yep. She can do things. Yeah. So why isn't she a, a gainful member of our society? Right. So what we've, what we've started doing with, with, with our work is to ensure that we start a little earlier. Mm -hmm. to help parents, to help students transition from from school to work, to work. or career, right. or career, mm -hmm. what, what, whatever it is they choose to do. Right. And, and you can start as early as 13 years old. So you don't have to wait till 18 right. and figure out that, you know. Yeah. So from early, the child can learn or decide, this is what I want to do mm -hmm. and work with VR to make sure that that happens. Right. With boat rehab. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the things that, again, another brochure that the Disability Rights Center has yes. created is a guide to, there's an online program called um, ONET, or site, ONET mm -hmm. Online. And what's really interesting about it is that you can just imagine yourself as whatever you want to be. And the website gives you pointers as to, okay, these are the skills you need. This is what education level you need. And as one of the workers in our office, Shami would say, okay, how much money can you get? <laughs> and it would give you, right. you know, a range of how yeah. much you can earn given this kind of, um, yeah. you know, job that you are looking for. It's a site that's sponsored by the U.S. Department, Department of, Labor, of Labor. And it's www.onetonline.org. I don't know why, O-N-E-T-O-N-L-I-N-E.org. And it just helps you explore. Right. It's not a commitment. It's free. And so they're, one of the services yeah, is- Yeah, we, we have a brochure that's, that has all that information on it. And you training. Know, and training of, in, in a very concise yep. manner. Right. So you can take that and go to the site. Yep. And, and, you know, and, and that's key because from an early age, you get that child- 
thinking about what they would like to be, how, you know, and where does that fit in? What are the requirements? Right. Most importantly. Right. And, right. and, and, and that's, that's key. And, and we use that as a training tool, uh, especially with our, um, employer round table. We use that a lot with that. Tell uh, us about we, that employee roundtable. Well, you know, and that's something that started out of, uh, as you mentioned earlier on, uh-huh. with many things originated because we were trying to provide access for people with disabilities and mm-hmm. so forth. During the pandemic, it's mm-hmm. very difficult to do in-person training. Right, right. So we tried to figure out what can we do. Mm-hmm. And Shami was instrumental in that. Shami Carr from yeah, our office. From mm-hmm. our office. Uh-huh. So we came up with this idea about... How do we get to pull together mm-hmm. the um, job seekers, people with disability, mm-hmm. and the prospective employers? Mm-hmm. And it was it has been very successful. Um, first, not just with the government, uh, the uh, personnel department, Department of Labor. We have uh, private um, recruitment firms. Right, like Island Therapies. Island I know. Therapies, has done yes. some recruiting. So, yep. Yes, through that. Uh, and all we've done, uh, the Ritz Carlton Hotel was part of our our employer round table. Right. And they speak a lot about what they're looking for in a prospective employee, you know, what the process is. Mm-hmm. So that helps. And, and they are right there. They answer all the questions. Uh, they provide their contact information. They tell you where they have any job openings. Uh, Mutiny Vodka and St. Croix did one of our wrong tables as well. Okay. So so we are, we always try to mesh mm-hmm. the private and public sector. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a broader spectrum of employers mm-hmm. to choose from. Right. Based upon what you're looking for. Which is very important yeah. because you don't want people to feel that, you know, you're relegated to only certain it, exactly. positions. Exactly. So, you know, we, we take a broad approach. Yeah. The other thing that um, our office has done was also provided training on financial literacy. Yes. First Bank had done a couple of trainings for us, for young people primarily. Yes. What's a savings account, a checking account, Absolutely. a debit account, a Absolutely. credit card? Yeah. What are the pros and cons of each? Yeah. Because we we noticed that young people would benefit yes. from that. And, and, and that coincides with us trying to get our, our sort of our youth group, youth committee together mm-hmm. so that you will find it's not just us you're saying as a young person, but you're seeing somebody like yourself. Right, right. That's gone through some program, been successful with it. Mm-hmm. We have our, an internship program coming up soon. With okay. um, uh, We're trying to do it through UVI and mm-hmm. Upward Bound. Okay. And we've recruited a high school student, and he's going to be doing the recruiting. Okay. With the people from the Upward Bound program, okay, to get them to to provide training to them, tell us, tell them about who we are. If there's a career that they want to get into, on the social disability side, mm-hmm. so so we're trying to mesh all of that together and have the young people, and that's through a parent training training grant. Okay, um, in February we have several. Um, training set up, sensitivity trainings, and overall support services for families as well mm-hmm. uh, through the Department of Education. Okay. So that's upcoming. And then we have uh, Employers Wrong cha- Table as well. Okay. Up, up and coming. We got a lot going on. Yes. So, <laughs> in the very few seconds we have left, how can somebody get in touch with your office? Well, we have two offices on St. Croix next to Kmart West, that building that you see there. 
it looks like it's shuttered. It's not. We just pull our hurricane shutters. Don't on let every those day. shutters discourage you. <laughs> Please call us 772 340 772 1200 on St. Thomas at Haven site. The number is 776 4303. Excellent. Excellent. Angus go. thank you so much. You've done You're a welcome. lot of work. There's more work to be done, but thank you so much for bringing us up to speed on the work of the Disability Rights Center. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Bye-bye. The views expressed on this program are not necessarily those of WTJX, its board, staff, or underwriters.